As soon as it comes up, I'll tell you. We are alive now. Episode four, the music loves. Welcome, everybody. First time with minimal tech issues. I'm so excited. Is it also just showing you the um, rule 20? Mm -hmm. Perfect. Mwahaha. So good evening everyone, my name is Avery and I will be your lead idiot, I mean your dungeon master for tonight. I use they, he pronouns and before we jump into today's session we're just going to have a little recap on who plays who. So if we want to go around and just say what our names are and what our characters are, that sort of stuff. I think this time we're going to start with Alicia. Me again first. My name is Alicia, and I will be playing Callie, and she uses she/her pronouns. Caleb. My name is Caleb. I use they/them pronouns. I'm playing Ferenz, who uses he and they. Corey. Hey, I'm Corey, and I'll be playing Lim, who uses they/them pronouns, but my pronouns are he/they. Flux. I am Flux. I'm playing Kokia, whose pronouns are. He, she, or they. Alright, Hale. Uh, I'm Hale. I use they, he pronouns, and I play Basil, whose pronouns are he, him. Last but not least, Stormy. Hi, I'm Stormy. I use he, him pronouns. I play Finn, who also uses he, him pronouns. Perfect! And so, um... Welcome to Mistakes Were Made, a steampunk 1800s podcast about a bunch of people who are just trying their best to learn about uh, what the Memory Guild is, like what's going on, why are people going missing, that sort of stuff. If you want a more eloquently worded uh, lore info, or if you want to watch previous episodes or anything like that, if you go to mwm underscore pod on Twitter, we have a link tree, we have posts on Twitter, we have a world anvil, like... Go go ham. Like, please love us. We would love some attention. Um, and also, the link tree is linktr.ee slash wm. No, mwm underscore pod. I knew that mwm thing was going to be a bad idea for username because my brain mixes it up. But all the helpful links are there. If you haven't seen the previous couple episodes, don't worry. The I think it's pretty easy to follow, even if you haven't seen the previous episodes. Um, we gotta do our little disclaimer to begin with, so as you've noticed upon visiting this lovely channel, um, the... Okay, there we go. I was like, someone was adjusting. Okay. So, this channel has the mature filter on, that means both streamers and viewers should be over 18. If you're not, we kindly ask you to leave, not because we dislike you, but because it wasn't made with you in mind. Uh, second, D&D involves a lot of improv acting, while well, I can foresee some triggers. I can't warn you of all of them live. Um, our YouTube versions of podcasts have transcriptions and warnings and stuff like that, so if you're really worried about that, you can just you can wait till it comes out on YouTube. Um, common triggers in this campaign um, that are blood and injury, violence and combat, swearing, modern amounts of potty humor, mind control, amnesia, betrayal, backstabbing. Uh, we are studying this episode at roughly 9.15ish. Uh, we'll take a break at 10.15, and then we'll be ending at 11.15. So yay, that is kind of our schedule for today. Um, we're so glad you're here. Um, whether you're old or new, we're happy to see you. So now with all the gross, yucky intro stuff out of the way, let's get into it. 
So tonight we pick up where we left off from last session. So last session was episode three. Uh, the party in that episode got to know their newfound allies, the train robbers, which I know sounds like a weird sentence. You just kind of had to be there. Uh, friends had a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with Taylor, the leader of the train robbers. Taylor agreed with friends that there are better ways to cope with their parents' death than, you know, stealing and destroying trains, so they agreed to stop robbing the trains. They, however, couldn't promise to stop performing illegal activities. Taylor and their group's job is to shift attention away from the Remembrance Guild so they can finish their tasks without unwanted attention or interference. And let's face it, crime serves as a great distraction. Friends, uh, last episode just really gave off peak dad energy, giving many people, not just Taylor, advice. Uh, talking to Taylor proved to be an interesting plot point, with Finn learning that his patron used to be Taylor's mom patron before she passed away. According to Taylor, the Nick they knew was able to shapeshift and like to shapeshift into their parents and trick them, and kind of confirmed the fact that Nick was, or still is, a changeling. Lim had a strange dream where they saw someone else's dream slash memory. It was unclear whose dream or memory it was, but um, whoever it w was had a strange relationship with the god of time, as indicated by the clock-faced owls, who's a symbol of the god Kronos, the god of time. Um, and so we actually started today's session with a little dream thing as a reward for the podcast staff doing a great job of transcriptions. I said they could ask one question. That could be answered yes or no. I was feeling generous, so I actually some of them are answered with more of a yes or no. But we we are starting off with a dream, so um, so basically we are finishing off your um, watch shifts with various uh, PCs waking up from their weird dreams. Lim already had a weird dream, so sorry, Lim, you will be not having another one. Um, but someone who hasn't had a dream yet is Basil. So Basil. You are currently asleep, and in your um, mostly peaceful sleep, you find yourself in a field. It's like a bright sunny day, great day for a picnic, um, and you're alone, until suddenly you're not. Bes materializing beside you is your mother. Well, one of them anyway. It's been a while since you've seen her, but with one look you recognize her. The tiefling before you is, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, Vera? Is that what yeah. you? Okay. And you look a lot like her. You've got her red skin and black hair. She takes one look at you and says, It's okay. I love you. I'm proud of you. And it's okay. How do you react? Um. I think, uh, Basil just starts crying and, like, immediately, like, throws himself into her arms. And, like, tries to, like... He doesn't want to believe it's a dream, so he kind of, like, tries to, like, this is going to be kind of weird, but, like, experience her smell again, because he's forgotten how she smells, and he cries about it sometimes, and he just says, like, I miss you so much, and I'm so sorry that I let that happen to you. She, like... You quietly quiet crying <laughs> upon seeing you cry she just like hugs you tighter and you can hear her like sniffling and trying not to cry too and she's like it's okay it's not your fault we don't blame you and um do you want to make a perception check for me real quick sure perfect sure. 
That was a nat 20. Nice. Also, I don't know who followed, but thank you. Um, yeah, so Basil, um, you've had realistic dreams before. And, like, I know you were, like, really clinging to, like, the sensory aspect that was trying to, trying to pretend this is real. Um, you realize, as you're really straining to pretend this is real, that for a dream, because you're kind of self-aware that this is a dream, for a dream, she feels a little bit too real. And now you're not really sure if you're dreaming or something's going on, but either way, you're, you're both happy and... Let's face it. Well, actually, no. How do you feel upon realizing this is a bit too real for a dream? What do you What are you feeling? I think Basil is just going with it. Like he doesn't really dream, so there hasn't been a chance to relive a moment with his mom, much less create a new one. So he's just happy that whatever is happening is happening. Ah. All right, Basil. We're gonna leave you for a moment and move on to Kokia. Um, so Kokia, in your dream, you don't see anything. It's just kind of like the pitch dark blackness of like space. But you do smell things and you smell strawberries. It's like freshly ripened, those sweet, sweet summer strawberries. And you hear a voice. It's soft, feminine, comforting, and strange familiar. And the voice says, aren't you just the cutest thing? Don't worry, little one, you're safe here. Um, how do you react? Mmm, I'm kind of hungry now. And I want to find some strawberries. Um, as you say that, the voice giggles, and she goes, I love strawberries too, why don't you have some? And in the, in the middle of, like, your, your field of vision, a strawberry appears. Just a single one. Um, normal size, like it would fit in the palm of your hand. Excellent, I'm gonna eat it. So, as you eat it, you can make your choice of either uh, Perception or Arcana check. Hmm. Go with Arcana. Go for it. That is a three. <laughs> what a... What a... Um, 180 from the previous, uh, 20, but, um, <laughs> you, you eat it, tastes like a normal strawberry, you probably mm -hmm. could go for another one. Mm. Are there more? As you say that, three more appear. Fantastic. Alright, Kokia, we're gonna leave you and move on to the next person. Um, so friends, your dream's a little bit awkward, um, kind of bittersweet, and your dream, you're dancing with your... Uh, red-headed ex-wife, uh, Shelly, um, it's, the, the awkwardness kind of morphs into creepiness as you realize her mannerisms aren't quite right. She seems, like, strangely tense, move, like, movements almost robotic, and as she turns her gaze away, like, she, originally she wasn't facing you, like, she was looking over your shoulder, but as she turns her head to look at you, um, her, head st her hair starts to change from that orangey-red color to black, and so do her eyes. And then on top of that happening, feathers start to, like, mix in with her hair. Um, how do you react? Hmm. You know, I always wish that you would be one of those, uh, 
one of those goth ladies in the pinup magazines, but I guess in my dreams it happens. Mark, like her head, like tilts, like in a both like confused and curious way, and she opens her mouth, but no sound comes out. And when she realizes no sounds come out, she just cl uh, closes it and tilts her head again, kind of like prompting you to speak more. Hmm. I'm guessing that. You are not a part of my dreams, because my normal dreams uh, do not involve things like this. So, you are here to talk to me, or something like that. I'm just gonna sit here and listen, if that's alright with you. All right, Caleb, make your choice of perception or arcana check. All right. I am equally bad at both, I think. <laughs> I believe in you. Moral and arcana. It's, if it's the subclass. Ooh, Caleb. Um, <laughs> so, you're pretty confused, I'd say, right now. You're, you definitely are sensing this isn't a normal dream or anything like that. Um, like, you, you have to sense something's going on, but you still can't quite name what is off about this. And um, she goes to try to, like, speak again. And we're going to fade into the next person. So next person on my dream list is um, Callie. So, um, Callie, your dream's kind of similar to Kokia's in the sense that you're kind of just, like, in this void right now. Um, but in this void, there's, like, a cacophony of sounds. There's, like, the, the loud humming of a steam engine. You hear the clanking of gears. And it's just, like, that sound and machinery is just all around you. Like, you sound like you're in the middle of, like, a factory or a train yard or something, yet you see nothing. Um, and this unfamiliar voice... Um, both, like, semi-serious and kind of mocking you just keeps repeatedly saying, when the others find out who I really am, will they turn on me like so many others have? When the others find out who I really am, will they really turn on me like so many others have? It's, and it's just like, um, the voice has this, like, radio-esque quality to it, and it, like, crackles, and, like, the message is repeated and repeated until it becomes shortened, and by the end it just goes, when, 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 um... And almost as soon as all this sound started, it stops. It stops. And um, even though you don't get any more sound or visual feedback from that, you get this feeling. And this feeling is one of cautious comfort. Um, if you were to put it into a word, like maybe like a hesitant yes, uh, a hopeful maybe, to that question that kept getting repeated of when the others find out who I really am, will they turn on me like so many others have? Um, and unlike the others, your dream does end there. Um, if you do want to react, you're free, you feel free to do so. 
is a hopeful yes that they'll turn on me. Yeah, it's it's felt it's felt. <laughs> Don't you mean hopeful? No. <laughs> Listen, Missy, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Okay. I'm telling you the answer. Oh yes, got it. Um, yeah. I. I know. I don't think I have a. I don't think I have a reaction then. Okay, let's just say, you feel good but anxious about it. Probably like you're like, what the fuck was that? But also thanks. I think. <laughs> Makes um, sense. That's about what I feel. Yeah. And then, um. Finn. So Finn, um, yours kind of goes along with the void kind of trend theme. So you do start, um, in like this black empty space, um, and you don't say it, but you feel yourself think, uh, was, oh God, am I going to pronounce the name right? Um, Copernicus? Copernicus. Copernicus. I was like, I know that's not right. Copernicus. Like, like um, the astronomer. Okay. Was Copernicus demoted from whatever power slash original form they had by one of the old gods? Uh, you, you fear yourself think that question, you don't verbally say it, yet despite not voicing that question to existence, you get an answer. And that answer comes in the form of a card. It's a single card tumbling down from the sky. Um, my question for you is, is do you try to catch the card? Oh, I forgot I don't have mage hand. I have a weird idea. I comprehend this is a dream, right? Yeah. Or I believe it's a dream. I take my cane, flip it around, and I try to catch the card with the handle of my cane. Wanna make a athletics or dex <laughs> check for me? <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm actually gonna dex hold on. Um would this be acrobatics? Are you gonna do a sweet trick while you do it? Yeah. Okay, go for it. You gonna... I'm gonna do some circus shit. Yeah. I'm gonna dream, so... Yeah. If you get a good score, I'm gonna make you describe the circus shit. Twelve. You try to be fancy. <laughs> I don't know if 12 yeah. is good. You try to be fancy, but you more so just spin your cane and then catch it than full on acrobatics. Which would have been fun to see, though. Um, so you do catch the card in, like, the end of your cane. Um, the card is currently face down. Um, so you're seeing the back of the card right now. Um, it's all in just shades of purple, so there's no other colors other than purple. Um, the kind of the back has, like, a starry night sky pattern. Uh, and um, written in a little label and like probably like a size 12 font easy to miss but you're like I'm assuming you're investigating this like you're looking close uh, written yeah. at the very bottom of the back it just says nostalgia deck uh, what do you do? Don't... Could I do like a check to see if I know what the fuck that means? Yeah go for it I don't know what check you want me to make but Go for arcana or you know, I'm just gonna say I say Akarna. Good, I'm proficient in that with a cool plus two. Oh, natural twenty. Nice. So, um, as a warlock, um, through talking with Nick and through probably your own research, you've heard of different kinds of patrons, 
um, and different kinds of powers. Um, this deck is part of a patron, actually. It's part of one of the tarot patrons. So um, I, I'm in, I have like a work-in-progress homebrew uh, path of the tarot deck um, patron class for a subclass for Warlocks that I'm, um, I'm working on right now, and that's what this card is from. Uh, the Nostalgia deck. I'm trying to remember which one it's from. I want to say it's the Fractured one, but I might be wrong. I'd have to double-check. But either way, you know that this is part of a otherworldly patron. And you know that it's a powerful patron. And you would know that it being here is a big deal. Offer to switch patrons is what this is. Um, you actually don't know what this is because, um, when it comes to tarot patrons, it's important to view the whole card and you only view the back. So if you want to know what, uh, the whole deal is, you probably should look at the front too. I very carefully, non-committally flip over <laughs> the card. Because <laughs> I am thinking in that moment, I am, I think as I'm flipping it over, I concentrate on the fact that I have something that I need to do for Nick. And then I'm not done with it. Okay. Um, as you flip um, the card over, um, an unfamiliar voice echoes your original question, which was, was Copernicus demoted from whatever power or original form they had by one of the old gods? And so that, that voice like echoes that question just as you see the front. And the front um, of the card is the Wheel of Fortune. And Stormy, I know you've, you've done tarot a little bit. Are you familiar with the Wheel of Fortune card? I'm familiar with it. In my uh, deck, it is Anansi, the trickster spider god. And I'm actually... I'm currently thumbing through my deck to see <laughs> if I can find it. Uh, not that anyone's going to see it. Uh... I would have to look up the meaning, but I'm not sure if Finn would know okay. the meaning of it. Not that I don't want to figure out what it means, but I, I think I think Finn would read the like the title of the card and be like, "Yeah, the this is good. Is this a good thing? What what this? I don't think Finn knows about tarot. Like yeah. what each card means." So as you think, was as Finn thinks, was this is this a good thing? The card like softly glows purple for a second and then stops glowing. I narrow my eyes, um, and I just go, "Okay, hold on. I'm gonna ask you another question. Is." My middle name, Jack. Story, remind me, out of character, is the middle name Jack? Nope. It's <laughs> Magnus. Okay. Um, so at that question, the card blinks purple twice and then stops going. Aha! Finn looks like, okay, alright. <laughs> you, you can, okay, cool. He, I think he sort of, his... He puts his kink sort of back where it would be, leans on it a little bit, and just looks at the card and goes, Okay. Do I have a lot of time to talk to you? The card blinks twice. Or is this... Oh, okay. Um... 
was Copernicus was my patron demoted by one of the older gods. The card blinks once. Was Copernicus... Well, hold on. No, you know what? <laughs> I got limited time. Am I committing to something here? The card by blinks. asking you questions? The card blinks twice. Okay. Cool. Just, just, just making sure. I, <laughs> if... I don't know if you can... Well, you have immense amount of power. I imagine you probably, uh, you know, probably vibe-checked me at this point. Um, I got stuff to do. I don't know what's gonna happen once uh, Nick is free. I don't know if Nick's a good guy or a bad guy. I just know that I have to do this thing for him. Um, because you know, I got power. Power's pretty good. And I don't know if that's a bad thing, but well, you know, some people are born with magic. Some people study magic. And some people make really stupid uh, exchanges with a <laughs> a voice that suddenly talks to you in the attic of your parents' house. Anyways, um... But if I were to find you... Okay, you can only... Okay, it's only yes or no questions. Um... Do I need to find you? Um... There's like an, there's like an audible pause, like almost like if the nostalgia deck's thinking for a second. And then, um, because it can't quite say what it wants to say with one card, um, oh. I'll give you a choice, Stormy. So it can give you a yes or no answer that doesn't quite fit, like it kind of fits but doesn't, or in your own tarot deck that you own, you can pull another card. Oh, okay. Um... I'm gonna pull from my deck. <laughs> I'm gonna shuffle real quick. I'll try not to take too long because I know we got we got stuff to do. But yeah. So for anyone at home who does tarot, by the way, um, my deck has different meanings because each, as I mentioned, uh, the Wheel of Fortune in my deck is the a Nazi card. It is a is a depiction of a Nazi, the Spider God. Um, sorry, Trickster God. Uh, so the meanings in my deck are based partly on the folk tales or figures depicted, not necessarily what they're traditionally known as in more um, classic decks. Uh, I promise I'm not doing this just because I'm nervous as hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, I think I'm ready. I don't know how to pronounce this one, but it's, it's fifth in the major arcana, the Hierophant. I think that's how you pronounce that. Hierophant. Alright, tell us a little bit about it. So in my deck, this card depicts uh, the white buffalo woman, which is a Lakota deity, um, North Dakota specifically. Um, I don't want to read just straight out of this. I might just be like, it's it's on Amazon. It's a <laughs> what the hell's it called? It's called the it's the Tarot of the Divine, um, and it's by a really Sorry, just fucking plugging this deck. Um, the artist is named Yoshi Yoshitano, and it is a beautiful deck, and also you're supporting a queer creator. Anyway, I know Amazon bad, but um, this card specifically, I pulled it upright, which means that uh, some things it could symbolize include conformity, compassion, social approval, tradition, legacy. As for what that means here, then 
I don't know if Finn would know that meaning. I don't know how that would be communicated to him. Well, that's perfect, uh, actually, Stormy, because you know what we had the yes or no thing? Like, there's no way to say maybe. Well, now right. there is, because one guard glows once, and the other one glows twice, and that kind of makes a maybe. And you've got, I totally forgot the question. <laughs> yeah, your question. Your, your question was. Um, your question was Finn asked if uh, Finn should find them, and you got a maybe. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't know what I should call you, or if I should even call you anything. But I. Um, if you are perhaps interested in bringing me on as a warlock, not right now. Um, but I, I guess with that, maybe I'll see what happens. But I'm not making any promises right now. I already made a promise. So, you know. But thank you. This is a weird dream. <laughs> <laughs> Um, usually yeah. it's just me worrying about I just confided the deck very quietly I'm just like, you know, usually it's just me just stress dreams about I have to do something but I can't do it because something's in the way usually it's one of my parents, or both of them anyway you're not a therapist but also, oh god <laughs> um, so, yeah, so everyone that's dreaming, we're returning to everyone this is like a group shot now all of your dreams get cut off and replaced with another one. So in this one, um, so everyone that's dreaming, so everyone except Lim right now, because Lim, you already had your weird dream of the day. Um, you are, you're like in third person and you're seeing, um, you're seeing the green quotes figure. Like you've seen this figure multiple times. You've seen the scarecrow show them. Um, you've seen, uh, well, Lim's seen them in a weird dream they had. Like, this is a reoccurring, assumingly important figure for you. Um, you still can't fully see their face. Um, but you do in this, like, this dream, you see, like, their jaw. So you, right now you can see that they're smiling. Um, however, as it starts to rain raven feathers, their smile turns into a frown. Um, and as their gaze shifts from the sky to eerily, like, where you are, like, you're not, you think you're, you're pretty sure you're not there, but, like, they see you, um, and you can see that they open their mouth to speak, and just as they open their mouth, you all wake up, so, um, Finn, for instance, you wake up, uh, and yours is especially creepy, because when you wake up, um, I'm assuming you have, like, a little, like, nightstand or something where you're keeping your things. You wake up, and the two cards that you pulled, so the Wheel of Fortune and that Herefavent, I'm not going to pronounce that right, the other card, um, those two are sitting on the nightstand beside you, like, physical cards. What's nervously? <laughs> I think I just, before anybody else wakes up, because I seem to have woken up before everybody else, or at least I haven't heard anybody in the hall, I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna, hmm, I'm gonna tuck them into a small side pocket on my bag. <laughs> uh, but, well, well, 
burn that bridge when we come to it. It's fine. Uh, Callie, you're the next to wake up. Um, you wake up, and was there a project you were working on before bed? Yeah. Um, you wake up, and um, that project, it's not fully done yet, but it looks like someone did part of it for you in your sleep. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, friends, you're the next to wake up. Um, when you wake up, you uh, you kind of go to scratch your own head, and then on your own head, you find a single raven feather. I, I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna open my notebook, and I'm gonna like, press it into one of the pages, and I'm going to uh, write in the notebook, uh, big, <laughs> uh, big feather goth friend, question mark, <laughs> and then close my book. God, I love you, Caleb. Um, Kokia, um... You wake up last, and um, when you wake up, you don't wake up with anything other than the fact that you feel really energetic today. Like, you feel like you could run, like, laps. Like, you could do, like, 20 laps right now. Like, you were just so energized. So, um, I'm going to go clean. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> um, and then Basil, I guess, who's actually the one that really woke up last, um... Basil, when you wake up, um, you find a photo of you and your mom, which isn't too concerning, so I'm assuming you have a couple on you, but what's weird about this one is, um, your mom, you know, she passed away quite a while ago, yet in this photo, she's hugging you as the age you are now. Uh, I think I do, like, gut-wrenching sobs. Like, Basil lightly cries all the time, but gut-wrenching sobs. And then kind of just, like, quickly compose myself and put tuck the photo in the tiny book that's in my pocket. Perfect. Um, so, we're not gonna, um, RP the whole ride this time, because we did a lot of RP with the NPCs last time, but is there any talking either with each other or the group of train thieves that anyone wants to do before arriving to the ice caves? I would just like to think that as all of this is happening, because I'm going to assume that Lim is probably awake since everybody was asleep at this time. Yeah. And Lim is just, like, sitting there already having had their buck, you know, their buck wild dream, just plucking at their loot, just looking at everyone like, oh, did you all sleep nice tonight? Did everyone have a good night's sleep? I had a great night's sleep. How do you like your breakfast? Oh, I already ate, but thank you. Okay. I'm making, like, stuffed French toast for everybody. I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I will have some of that. <laughs> Fantastic. And I'm going to start making a ton of it. Like, as much as we have for supplies. All of our bread is now French toast. Yep. All of the bread for the next portion of our journey is now French toast. Hell yeah. Perfect. Perfect. 
I'm gonna hide one loaf of bread in the <laughs> uh, fanny pack of holding. Perfect. So, pack of holding. <laughs> because our luck, we're gonna run into some dumb shit later where it's like gonna be a Yeti, it's gonna be like, I'll let you pass. Only you give me a loaf of bread. <laughs> What, like a Sierra game? <laughs> like, you need to keep random shit around to progress. It's like the Sphinx and we all just look at Kokia like, gee, I wonder what happened to all of our bread. <laughs> I made it better. It's all French toast. <laughs> oh my god. This is French bread, it's okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Anyone else doing anything this fine morning? Are we like writing currently, or are we? Is this is this before we're writing? Um, I'm gonna say like if you want to do something real quick before writing, do it now, and then you're gonna be writing. Finn would like to have a quick little like, just before he joins the rest of the crowd, just kind of. Take a moment to compose himself because that was some weird shit. And also, he's coping with the fact that he now has uh, another possible patron being like, "Hey, if you if you want, you kind of have my number. Here's where you can get my number." Except I didn't really tell you. Finn's just like, you know, when my mom said like, you know, the other, you know, other. People will be falling all over you when you get older. I didn't think it would be like a deck of cards and also Nick. I, <laughs> I this is not what I pictured. It's a little weird and also extra weird because <laughs> like it also doesn't fit in that regard. He's just like he. I wouldn't say he has a panic attack. He just kind of is like he just has to like sit there for a second by himself and think like really really hard and then like spells a punch stuff and is like. You know what? I'm not gonna deal with all this right now. Gets up immediately, just kind of quietly grabs a, just a plate of French toast. Perfect. Anyone else want to do anything before you hit the road? I may have made a mistake. Um, can I do some sort of check to see if the book took me putting the photo in there as an offering? Yeah, go for it. What check do you want? Go ahead and do an Arcana one. Okay. And that is a six. You think oh, about it for a bit and you go, it's fine, probably. Okay, I'll just leave it in there. <laughs> <laughs> just the most cherished photo I have ever gotten. Okay, anyway, thank you. Anything else, anyone? Callie's just gonna, Callie's just gonna be like looking at the thing, like trying to figure out what the hell this person, whoever did this, did, like just checking it out and then go get breakfast. Yeah. So when you look at it, um, they didn't, they, you know, they didn't damage it. They actually did some of the work for you, so you have less work to do on it now. Neat. And I think that was everyone that wanted to do something, correct? Can we make it to where Steven printed out like a little copy of the photo that Yeah, he 100% gave you a gave you a copy. Yeah. 
Steven's got your back. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Speaking of Steven, who currently is in possession of the camera right now? Probably Ferenz. He's got the... I imagine we, we stuck this little... Uh, yeah, does somebody need the camera? No one needs it, but um, as you were kind of like holding the camera, you know, Steven's doing his thing. Steven makes another picture. Um, and in this picture, it's, it's blurry, kind of like Steven was struggling to get it done in time. Um, you see someone uh, that looks kind of scarecrow-like um, putting their hand uh, on Finn's head. Um, and that's about all you can tell from the blurry photo. Hey, Finn? <laughs> yeah. Like a mouthful. Hey. <laughs> mouthful of oh, No, no, it's fine. It's fine. You can wait. Uh, uh, Steven here uh, drew a picture. Uh, it might be from our uh, fight the other night, but it, it kind of looks like, like you're sleeping. Uh, you're okay? I bring my plate of French toast over and, like, look at the picture. Do I recall this happening? You don't. I can or is it, is, it is me sleeping. It is you right? sleeping, yeah, and you don't remember it happening. I look at friends and I go, well, I did have a weird dream last night. Oh, me too. As you oh, say you that, that, another photo comes out <laughs> and it shows friends sleeping with another blurry scarecrow-like, um, being with a hand on Ferenz's head. What? Uh. Okay, that has that has to be. That's not a coincidence. Lim just waltzes over it. with like a mouthful of French toast. It's like, hey, that kind of looks kind of familiar. And then a few more I... photos print out until it shows everyone who had a weird dream, um, with like a scarecrow-ish figure on their uh, touching their head, and it isn't until they get to Lim's photo that there's finally a clear one and you all can recognize it as the scarecrow from the pumpkin patch. Uh, uh, hey, that looks familiar. Wow, the soup just gets real thick. <laughs> 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 the thickening. <laughs> I drop my fork and I'm just like, what the fuck? thought hold on i was gonna say didn't Finn's one of you... oh good oh because i didn't one of you ask the scarecrow and didn't we like come to the conclusion that the scarecrow was once a god yeah but it seemed like this being couldn't possess the scarecrow for very long <sighs> without her finding out well, um, now I'm scared to ask what for, uh, because that might be weird. This might be weird. Uh, so, I'm, I'm gonna go take care of the fire real quick, and friends just, like, shuffles back kind of awkwardly. So we all had, did you, I look at the rest of the party, and I'm like, y'all had weird dreams, I'm assuming. Correct. Okay. Yeah, it could be qualified as weird. <laughs> uh, 
Yep, I guess. Yep. I don't know if it was weird, but I got fed. What happened? How are you hungry? <laughs> yeah, I'm always hungry. <laughs> Valid. Yes, if anyone wants to do an Arcana check um, on the photos or investigation, you're more than welcome to do one. Um, yeah, I will do an Arcana check. I will also do an Arcana check. Can I do a religion check? Go Ooh. for it, my friend. I get one nat 20 in the rest of my rolls. <laughs> I'm just bad. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a nat 20. Let's go get a 20. Woo. Pretty good I'm, for friends. I'm gonna say <laughs> that I'm gonna say that with all of you thinking and really working together that you all pass it, so yay. Um, the creepiness just gets creepy, creepier as you all kind of realize that even though um, the being that gave you these weird dreams took on the same appearance, it's not actually the same being. So a, a couple are actually the same exact scarecrow you met. Um, a couple aren't him. And the ones that aren't him, you don't know who they are, but you know they're not your friend Scarecrow. Um, so, for example, um, Callie and um, Kokia, yours was not our friend Scarecrow. Um, Lim and Friends, yours was our friend Scarecrow. And Stormy, yours also was not actually Scarecrow. So the only what? one who had our real friend Scarecrow was, um, who did I say? I want to say Lim and... You said Lim and friends. Lim, friends, and I also meant include Basil. So the real Scarecrow, our real dear friend is Lim, friends, and Basil. The other Scarecrows were not the one you've met before. Like they were someone or something else that is probably not a good sign. Yeah, no kidding. I think that we should go. Yeah. But I like to think that if we're getting weird dreams, we might be on the right path. Like if, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's, you know, like if there's a, you guys, you guys read books, right? You know how like when the I used to read a lot of, like, heist books when I was a kid, and, like, you could always tell, like, where the actual, like, the actual treasure is being kept, because it has the most guards around it, like, the most trouble. So I feel like if we're encountering- I'm not saying this is trouble, but if we're encountering weird shit like this, it feels like we might be on the right path to something? I don't know what that something is. I don't know if that something's good. I'm just saying- is it a sign? Maybe. Maybe. Right path is not always the safest one. True. Very, Very wise. True. If it passes the boring path. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say, with that little thing happening, you all gather your stuff and join your riding buddies to head the rest of the way to the ice caves. Um, it's mostly uneventful, other than the fact that you start to see more creepy signs. Like, you're seeing, unfortunately, a lot more ravens and owls, which you all know is, like, 
a Raven Queen and her siblings sort of deal. Um, you also see some paw prints of like wild animals. Um, like there's a lot, there's a lot going on, and it's a, it's a little unnerving, especially the birds, considering our, our the group's history with having to fight swarms of ravens. Um, but you do eventually get to the ice caves, and let me switch the map for you. You are now at the ice caves. So this is um, the ice caves located on the Draco Republic, like just a little bit ways past inside the border. Um, due to all like the chaos of both illegal and, and illegal mining, the discovery of ice wolf dens, and all bunch of the other chaos stuff going on in this region, there has been like um, uh, like a camp and border set up by the Dracoa, um Guard, which is kind of like a mix of like real world uh, National Guard, you know, military slash police, like that a weird mix of that. Um, they're kind of like trying to quarter off and like figure out what's going on and make it safe for people. So they've got guard stations like along the fence and at the gate. They've also got a mix of like um, temporary like log buildings and tents set up for like their people to stay in. There's also obviously the caves and surrounding forest. Um, Taylor and their friends, due to the nature of their job and like, you know, using crime to distract from the Republic, uh, the Remembrance Guild's activities can't get you super close, but they get you close enough where you can walk up to the gate. And it's going to be the group's choice to decide if you want to walk up to the gate and talk to someone or sneak in or what. And remember your undercover contact, you only know that he's a half-orc, you don't know his name or anything. I feel like we gotta sneak. Because, I mean... But if the person... I mean, if our contact told us to meet them here, then surely these people were expecting our arrival. He's undercover. Yeah. I don't think they're, they're expecting okay. us. That's the thing. Oh. Yeah. We don't... We don't really have a... Wait, what am I doing? I go ask Taylor. Like, I just like I just kind of tapped him on the shoulder. I'm like, "Hey, uh, I know you guys can't get us any closer, but like, what do we? How do we tell them? What do you suggest?" So Taylor, who after dropping you off was just starting to get back on their horse, and they stopped to help you out, and they just go, "Okay, so to be honest, I'm not super good at the whole stealthy undercover thing, but um." It is early morning and kind of bright out now and stuff like that. It might not be the best bet to um, just walk up without a plan, obviously. You could do the Lost Traveler sort of trick. You could um, cause, like, a mini commotion. Like, not a super commotion, but a mini, like, a commotion enough where someone important comes over and maybe that important person is the undercover contact. You could sneak in. You could wait till nightfall. Um... Roma Skilled has, you know, the handy patch disguise thing, so you could, like, use the patch to disguise yourself as a guard. I don't know what the rest of you would do, because I'm pretty sure you all only have one patch, and until you're all formally initiated, I can't just give you, like, a patch, you know what I mean? Um, is there a... Is there a passphrase, maybe? That we, like... We say to somebody to, like, make yeah. sure? Like, is there a way for us to, like, figure out which, like, if our contact is here? Well, you know the contact is here because, um, 
whoever's wearing your your group's po uh, copy of the patch um, can see who's also wearing a patch. So like, um, oh. like you can toggle who can see and who can't. I have mine visible because we've just been around you folks and you folks are friendly. But the default mode right. is only other patch wearers can see it. So you just gotta you need to get close enough where you can see people's like jackets and see if they're wearing one. Um, Hopefully, hopefully he's wearing one on the outside, because if he's wearing it in a shirt, it's going to be hard to tell if he's wearing it without being like, Hey, take your jacket off! Um, but, um, if there is a catchphrase, my group, uh, doesn't know it, but then again, my group isn't told a lot in case, you know, we get captured and that sort of thing, so. Sure. Hopefully that was okay. helpful. Yeah, no, thank you. We'll be, we'll and be, you, for... you know, we'll be around this area yeah. if you need help, so. Uh, okay. Um, just well, scream really sucked, loud, yeah. Need... Just scream yeah. really loud, or uh, bonfire, or if you have a flare gun, those 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 are cool. I don't know if you've seen one, but they're awesome. Um, if there's enough commotion, okay. when they'll come check it out. I have know? Eldritch, I have Eldritch Blast, and that's as <laughs> that's as good as a flare gun. Well, if I see Eldritch Blast suddenly in the sky, I'll know it's you. So, blame <laughs> for a bird or something. Oh okay. yeah, we've been meaning to train birds, but birds are kind of a sensitive subject, considering the whole Raven Queen and sibling maybe thing. Maybe not yeah, aim for birds. Maybe maybe it's very specific kind of bird. Maybe like a hawk. Not not a her, neither her. Yeah, or, not a raven. Yeah, not not yeah. a not an owl or a raven because they're little little creepy. Yeah. Um, we'll work okay. on it. We'll work on it. Yeah. Thank you, Taylor. Um, and I I kind of turn back to the group and I'm like, so I've got the patch on. And I can disguise self, and I can sort of, you know, go in and find the guy and... Oh, am I telling them again? I forgot. How do you tell them what? One of my... We're, like, trying to figure out what... There's a lot happening, and yeah. out of character, I've forgotten what the hell we're doing. So, you came here to help the undercover agent because a recruiter for the area went missing, and that recruiter can tell you about... Probably the scarecrow and the photo that Ferenz found back in the session zero. Um, you know, the photo with like the half orc lady and the half elf lady, right. like the one that clearly means a lot to Ferenz. Um, that sort of stuff. You basically came here for answers and to see if you could join the guild because uh, the Remembrance Guild, you know, works to prevent demigods from dying. And whether it's demigods or full gods, they have a lot of knowledge that could help uh, multiple party members right now. So. So really, we're just looking for entrance into the guild. Is that what you're I'm looking hearing? for? Entrance into the guild, and you're looking to complete this quest to gain like acceptance into the guild. So you got to do this quest in order to get to join it. Right. I'm just wondering what. In character, Finn wonders like, okay, so what's my approach here? Like, what do we want answered first? Does your group I mean, want to make to a find list? A... <laughs> we're trying to find a missing person right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're trying to find the recruiter. And the missing person could potentially be in this area that we're in right now. Or are they in the ice caves? And that's why we have to get in there. I, th I believe I told... This is quite a few sessions ago, but I believe like um, Lizzie and Henry told you that the issue was that they went missing while investigating a cave, so you know you've got to get in to the caves and with the undercover person. So it's just a matter of sneaking past everybody that's outside of the caves to get into the caves? Yeah, and also working with your contact and not ruining their cover on top of it. <laughs> I see. Does 
have the, I look around at the group. Does anyone have the like the article about the mining? Oh. I I actually bought one of each of the newspapers when we were there and she's gonna start okay. like digging through her bag and try to see if she can find it. You mean this one? Kinda look over Callie's shoulder at the And of course now I'm looking at uh our little newspaper the newspaper channel. The newspaper channel, yeah. 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 Can't find... It's the... Well, I'm just gonna... The bone-chilling situation of the Dracoa Republic, right? Yeah, it's that one. Yeah. Cave mining both legal and illegal. Oh, okay. I could just be a miner. I could just disguise myself as one of the miners and go in, right? Yeah, that would work. I would also and... like to do disguise and disguise myself as a miner. I'm but do pretty... we know what they look like? Is this I mean, like... it'd be pretty easy. You just go back about three years. Ha! <laughs> 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 that would hurt. That's a good one, friends. <laughs> that would hurt. I minor Thanks, I picked up this uh, book of dad jokes at that shop. <laughs> Finn's we have to class. burn the shop down now. <laughs> no! <laughs> no. I've got a plus four to stealth, so I can be in the little team to go in. I think Basil just like pulls his hood up and like crouches a little lower. <laughs> it's like I'm ready. All right, so people using deception kits or uh, not deception, using disguise uh, kits or spells. Why don't you make a deception check for me? Ooh, yeah. Ooh, ten. And then anyone who wants to stealth, you can do a stealth oh, check. Oh, is that what I think it is? Oh, no! Oh. Lim, no! Okay. Oh, I got a nat no. one. I have I a plus a... four modifier and I got a nat one. One. Wait, hold well, on. I think I might have a... Let me see what, what boons I have from my, like... I mean, that might fit one. anyway, though, because technically Lim is dressed in, like, really nice, like, not minor clothing. Avery, I have a question. Yes, um, go for it. Could I hypothetically um go to uh, a piece of the fence that uh kinda looks brokenish and try to like make a scene for other so other members party can have advantage and the guards are and everybody's kind of distraction by like me like asking people for help with wood yeah go ahead see. and make a performance check performance check yep if that succeeds you got this do another role if they get this yeah if they get it come on the 15 perfect oh, so wait are you are you like pretending to be like someone oh. working on the fence or are you pretending to break in what are you doing exactly i'm per i'm per Pretending to be working on it. In fact, I will roll a woodworkish tool on it because I have a perfect. Like um, a but and that's why and that's actually how I build into my act a little bit. I'm sort of like, oh, I have. Hey, you. Can you? Uh, I need a couple, a couple more nails. This board's coming down, and look, we had some problems last winter, and we're trying to prepare a little bit stronger. Can you go get some stuff? 
so I hear a mark, the nearest guard, so they're all wearing, like, matching winter, like, arctic gear, so, like, their clothes are a mixture of, like, silver and, like, blue kind of, like, yeah. patterns. Um, the nearest guard, um, definitely younger than you, probably close to, like, I'm gonna say Lim's age. Um, they're, they're so bundled up where the only thing you can see right now is, like, two green eyes as they look at you, and they go, and they just squeak, me? I, I don't know, I, they don't tell me where stuff is because I'm new. I can get someone... Um, who knows where stuff is to get stuff for you? And they go, "Hey, Ryan!" And then, um, as they shout, this other this other guard, a little bit older, goes, "Yes, other Ryan," because they're both named Ryan. <laughs> um, what's going on? And they kind of like shout, echo, what you need. Um, and the two of them are just like believing you right now and are like trying to help you, but they both don't know much about wood or woodworking. Well, hey. The both of you should go look for it together. You know, buddy system. We don't want... Uh... <laughs> Did they tell you three summers ago about what happened to Timmy Reynolds? Little Timmy Reynolds? Oh my gosh, no. you know Timmy, the first Ryan goes? I thought... They told me he just he just moved. What happened to Timmy? Look, I... Luckily, Timmy Timmy did move. He had to move after. Look, I will finish telling. I can promise. I will tell you the story. But first, I need you to go look and help me find some wood, okay? And, and I will. And the use that yeah, go ahead. So I will use that performance to give everybody else advantage. Yeah, so yes, the rest of you can roll again. Uh, friend successfully <laughs> distracted the two Ryans. <laughs> okay, please. Oh my god, I got the same result! Can I... Can I... Can I, like, just kind of awkwardly stumble in looking like I'm a new hire, like I don't know where I'm supposed to go, and then like maybe catch Forenza's eyes, like send me in to go find the thing. Can I try that? Maybe? So wait, are you like, trying to pretend to also help the two other guards look for the thing, or what are you doing? Yeah. Okay, yeah, go for it. Um, so, the rest of you, let me see who rode really low, so we got a six. Uh... Lim, you only getting got a better one. Just barely got a better Alicia, one. Alicia, were you better? going in or were you just watching? So I was waiting until everyone else was done with shenanigans to ask okay. the question of I don't know how disguise kit works. You have to spend time question mark? like you you basically just spend like I don't know how much it says on the thing, but you spend time like crafting a disguise, which means that like magic can't look through it, but like if someone were to, like, for example, pull off your wig, they might realize that it's a disguise. Gotcha. Just okay. Snatch your weed. Think, yeah. <laughs> think of it like, yeah. Think of it like every, uh, like costume design class at your local community college or your makeup class. Scooby Doo villain, your way into this. Scooby Doo villain. Gotcha. Okay. Exactly. I, I just didn't know what it was to like know if I should use it. Okay. I probably would not be able to. So yes, I will just do stealth. Okay, go ahead and roll that. I want to see if you get lower than a six. Because Basil's setting the bar right now. Uh, my my higher roll was an eight. Oh, I'm sorry, eight. Okay, it's yeah, okay. wow, you do a lot. Um, so Basil, were you trying? Yeah, you're trying to stealth. So, um, 
you don't succeed in stealthing, but if you want to save yourself, you can. If you want, I'll give you the choice to pretend to be Forenz's assistant. Uh, yes, I will do that. Okay. I will go up and start examining the wood and be like, man, I don't know, uh, this, they need, obviously need cherry wood for fences, and this is oak, and I'm not sure what's going on here. So, Basil was the only one that failed the stealth check, so everyone else who tried to stealth in, you are in. Um, Deception group, I'm gonna say that you managed to gain Deception right now, but you're really on the fence, like you're one screw up away from them being like, you're not supposed to belong here. Be here, you know? I can think that, like, Lim right now has the appearance of, like, a grizzled middle middle-aged, you know, minor man, but is still wearing the exact same outfit. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's like, they're like looking at my face like, huh, well, yeah. Then they look at the outfit, well, no. Well, yeah, well, no, well, hmm. <laughs> like, don't look at me for very long or else it'll definitely be obvious that I'm not supposed to be here. Perfect, I love that. And then, um, stealth people, are you following, uh, the Ryans and, uh, Finn, or are you, like, looking around um i'm gonna say i'm looking around trying to look specifically for half works all right so everyone who's inside and looking for something your choice of perception or investigation for a check <laughs> well, let's do perception well, let's say investigation <laughs> Yeah, your choice. Natural one. <laughs> to a total of one. 17. Oh, boy. Oh. That's better. I we think... Are... I think what happens Excellent. is I try to look, but then I realize that the two are both called Ryan, and I start asking them about it. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, so like... Okay, so it was one of you, like... Is it like, is like one of them like a Y and then the other like an I? I think I try to like, I think I get like really nervous because I'm like, I feel like I'm like on the verge of like maybe getting uncovered, but I'm like, sorry, I'm like new here. I just want to like make sure that like if I have to like write your guys' names down, I don't want to like, you know, write the wrong Ryan, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, so names. Um, the second Ryan is like, um, two or three inches taller than the first Ryan, and like the first Ryan, they're really bundled up, so all you can see right now is two blue eyes, so there's a blue-eyed Ryan and a green-eyed Ryan. Um, the taller one, the blue-eyed one, goes, oh yeah, yeah, no worries, we get that question all the time. I'm Ryan with one Y, this is Ryan with two Ys. Two? Oh, cool. Yeah, it's like Ryan, like you really, you gotta dry out the I, like Ryan. But we call each other just Ryan yeah. instead of Ryan and Ryan because we think it's funny that right, we both right. sound like Ryan's. Like it's like we're long lost like brothers or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Oh, my name's uh, Magnus, by the way. That's Trust a cool name. Yourself. Although not gonna lie, I was kind of hoping there'd be another Ryan because we could be like Ryan, Ryan, and Ryan. You like, you know, like a set. Well, you know, it's funny. My last name's actually O'Ryan, so <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, I didn't want to like bring it up because I was like. <laughs> I don't know, I didn't want to be like, I'm also Ryan, because I felt, thought that felt like a little too, like, coincidental, but, like... Ryan, you know Ryan, I mean? and O'Ryan. Well, welcome, yeah. O'Ryan. Um, 
Maybe we do have a full set after all. Anyway, we're helping that one guy find nails or something. We don't. I don't know much about. Yeah, things. yeah. Yeah. Why don't we look together? Yeah, sorry, I'm so sorry for. I'm so sorry for distracting you. I'm. I'm new. I don't know like where to go. So I'm like. Yeah. No worries. We'll show you around. But let's help that one guy first because he knows what happened to Timmy, and I've been wor so worried about Timmy's. And then see so you all gonna look for oh, the. Yeah. Um. So and then. Let's see, Lim, you're doing pretty good. Um. I think we'll go to Callie next because she also didn't roll <laughs> super well. Um, so Callie, you are you're you're trying to stay on task. You're trying to find the half orc, but instead you find another. So um, Finn and the Ryan's are like in one storage area, but there's also another separate just for like weapon storage. Um, and um, remember remembering back to like the first episode with the shop. I remember Callie really fa being fascinated by the gam the gambler's blade. Um, mm -hmm. you're not sure who it belongs to because it looks like it's just like shared storage but there is a gambler's blade in storage right now there's no one inside and no one's seen you so there's that I'm going to assume that you roll we're going to pretend you Callie roll low because she saw that and she was like oh my god there's that sweet um, that sweet really cool blade and just was oh, like no. was like heck yes I gotta go look at it more um, okay so she's distracted by the cool weapon. And then... Kokia! Kokia, my love! Um, are you with Lim or no? Like, are you are you no, sneaking I'm together? With, okay. I'm with, uh, I'm with Kelly. Oh, so... Why did you come with me? <laughs> <laughs> I just had this dagger. So, um... So, Kokia, I'm gonna give you a choice. You could, since you roll low, you, you could, um... You could find something really helpful for Callie, or you could find something closer to the half orc. Which would you prefer? I'm gonna help my friend. Alright. So, I'm gonna say that, um... As you are walking with Callie and trying to find the half orc, um, you see that, you know, the weapon storage has, like, um like a sign-in sheet where like you, you you know like you log who's currently using what weapon and then you put it back um and they must have recently gained this uh knife because it actually hasn't been put on the list yet so like even though it's in the inventory it hasn't been officially logged in the inventory yet like right now it technically doesn't exist because it hasn't been added to the weapon storage log awesome can i look through the storage log yeah go for it are there any like names that stick out? Like they like repeatedly? Um Well this is like they are like a group that like, you know, uses weapons sometimes. Um Like I said, the knife isn't in the log yet, so you don't you know, there's no no one's used the knife yet. Um there's a lot of sword usage, a lot of um even though it's technically a tool and not a weapon, anything with a blade they do they put it in the weapons list, so like there's a lot of like shovel usage or like pickaxe usage um is there anything weird on there and there's not anything super weird there are a few like magical weapons like um there is someone someone really likes the goblin catapult um and goblin crossbow a crossbow which is basically they're made to shoot goblins at people um someone really likes those and uses that a lot um there is a sword that has a um, 
light cantrip attached to it, but using that a lot makes sense because if you go into the caves, you need light to see, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, there's also a few weapons with just, like, fire cantrips or light cantrips attached to them, like, which makes sense for the setting because you need to see and you need to stay warm, but there's yeah. not anything super wild. Okay. Are there any orcs having names on it? Um... I'm gonna there's say like a lot of orcs here. There's, it's hard to tell um, with some of the names because some people have you know one name, some people have a full name. Um, mm. There are three people that sound like they might be half orcs, um, but it's also you know it is in fact three people. So there's three people you'd have to like look into to see yeah. if they're um, them. Okay. Yeah, I want to make a note of those. Perfect. And anything else for the Cali and uh, Kokia crew? Cali is in a moral quandary right now because <laughs> she has her morals about when and who to steal from. <laughs> All right. These people well... don't seem like assholes. Is this log like a, like on a desk or something? Yeah, it's on a desk. Is there a candle close to it? There is a candle close to it. Is there a candle too close to it? There could like be if you push pot. it. <laughs> I like to. What, uh... does, what does destroying the list do for you, Koki? <laughs> I'm not going to totally destroy it, just like partially. But why? Chaos. <laughs> okay, so you. Um, can you want to do a dex check for me, Kokia? Oh. <laughs> um, so your goal was probably to set that half the page on fire, like just play with it a little bit. You just burnt the whole first page. Uh -oh. <laughs> Whoops. And it now yeah, smells like a bit hard to control. And now it smells like burnt paper in there. Okay. You're lucky the whole book didn't go. I mean, you could have sent up this whole room. Oh, if if Kokia yeah. got below a ten, I was gonna say that they set the whole storage thing on fire. So you're lucky you got above. A 10. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was worried about. I'm like, why are you doing this? Um. So with that being Callie, said, we're, we're actually a little late for our break. So Callie, if you want to think about your moral dilemma, we're actually gonna take our five minute break and come back at um ten thirty six. Excellent. Because um, I got pizzas in the oven. Cool. Break time. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. How did I know this Still was two cities. Hit? How did I know? Still two cities. <laughs> Fine, I'm picking it. No, it's true. Sorry, I just knew. I don't know why. I like to think that, like, while Kokia is, like, excellent burning things, Caleb just gets, like, this shiver down his spine. He's like, You mean friends? Like my kids are up to no good. <laughs> we, yeah, the, disaster, the disaster squad has canonically. <laughs> we set several buildings on fire, <laughs> but, like, in a moral way. <laughs> we, to be fair, one time we committed arson per the request of the owner of the establishment. <laughs> so I don't know if that counts. Wait, wait, wait. Is, is it arson now? Arson, legal? Then? Yeah, no, exactly. That's what it is. That's what it was. <laughs> I don't know if that counts. Because it's not... If if the owner asks you to do it, does it count as arson? 
Yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, I feel like this is demolition, right? You know? <laughs> Alright. Anyway. I'm gonna go get a drink real quick, because I'm toasty. So, be right back. Hold on. <laughs> Why is there such a make sure we don't demolish it with people in there. It's just yet another McElroy reference. First we got you rang and now we got Margaritaville. <laughs> Love that. Did I miss the uh, guess that passage? Yeah, kinda. Finding a new one. Ooh. Who, did anyone guess it? <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Opening line. Was it the B movie script? Yes. No. You're <laughs> so good. You figured it out. It was also it was the best of bees, it was the worst of bees. <laughs> Alright. It is a well known one. Now fair. There are nuptial hours on a pace for happy days bringing another moon. But oh, he thinks how slow this old moon is. She lingers my desires like to a stepdane or dowager long withering out a young man's revenue. Four days will quickly steep themselves in night. Four days will quickly drain away the time. And then the moon, like to a silver bow, now bent in the heaven, shall behold our solemnity. Go for the street. Stir up the Athenian use to merriments. Awake the port and nimble oh. spirit of mirth. I got the turn it's melancholy it's Sorry. <laughs> it's it's sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did this play. Makes me so happy. <laughs> you said Athenian use. The like, oh, it's not there. Sorry. Ultra, I wooed thee with my sword and won thy love doing the injury, but I will wed me another key with pomp, triumph, and with velvet. Happy to thee, Theseus, our renowned duke. What is the news with thee? Full of vexation come I with complaint against my child, my daughter Hermia. Stand forth, Demetrius, my noble lord. This man hath I consent to marry him. Stand forth, Lysander, and my... Gracious Duke, this hath bewitched the bosom of my daughter. Thou, thou, Lythander, thou hast given her rhymes and interchanged love tokens with my child. Thou hast moonlight at her window sung with feigning voice, voices of feigning love, and stolen the impression of her fantasy. Bracelets of thy hair, rain, gods, beats, singers, snacks, trifles, nosegays. Eat meats of strong prevailment and unhardened youth with cunning hast thou flinched my, my daughter's heart, earned whole obedience, which is due to me, stubborn harshness. And, Duke, be it so, she will not, before your grace consent to marry Demetrius, I beg the ancient privilege of Athens, as she is mine, I may dispose of her. Which shall be either to this gentleman. 
or to death. According to our law, immediately provide in that case. I already guessed it, sorry. Stormy was, Stormy was a little excited. <laughs> <laughs> I have this script in front of me currently. I played Helena in <laughs> community theater production. Nice. Cool. How happy some or other some can be, etc. I just was just madly in love with a, the only man in the entire world. Oh. One of like maybe three men in the entire cast who were taller than me, so it was fun. <laughs> oh my god, Stormy! Has anyone seen uh, the movie called uh, "Where the World Minds"? Nope. You should watch it. It, it involves it's, it's like a, it's like an LGBT film, but it involves in Summer Night's Dream, and it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I think it's on Netflix. That sounds good. Thank you for the lovely break, friends. And we are coming back. If you guess that passage, you earn our undying love, but especially Caleb, since Caleb is the English teacher. <laughs> um, I'm really I'm really sorry for talking over you, Caleb. You were doing a wonderful job, and I'm just like, I know this! You're like, sorry. ding, 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 I win the prize. Slams the fucking Jeopardy buzzer. Just like... You don't even finish, like, reading the question and I already know the answer. Anyway. So the important question for you, Callie, is are you stealing the dagger? That is... That is a very important question. Um... Mm. She, she's gonna take it because she sees Kokia... Um, starting this fire, and I don't want to leave this poor dagger defenseless. <laughs> that would just be sad, so... Yeah, I'm gonna me. take it. You are now in possession of a gambler's blade, and I will, uh, make sure I'll send you the stat info for it later. Thank you. Yep. You stealth real good, and then now you got, um, free knife. So last but not least, we are going to go back to uh, Lim. So Lim, you are super stealthy right now, which is funny because you're, you said you, your, your disguise is super not believable, but luckily you're, uh, you're sneaking real good. Um, so I want to say that, you know how there's like the three houses kind of forming like a triangle, like the three like cabiny sort of buildings? I want to say that mm -hmm. you peer through the window of the first one, um, and you are unfortunately aren't aware that um, there's three half orcs, but um, that doesn't really matter because uh, you walk out and all three are in the same building right now. Um, you aren't wearing a patch, so you can't see who is um, wearing like a remembrance skill patch, but you do worship the traveler. Um, and you're familiar with the Traveler symbol, which is a little, um, sailboat, um, so you can't see the patch, but from where you, uh, peer through the window, you do see one of the half-orcs wearing a Traveler pin, um, and because, you know, the Traveler is kind of like a controversial deity right now, um, and no one's reacting to the pin, you're gonna assume that the pin is only visible to people who worship the Traveler, so, like, you can see which half-orc is worshipping the Traveler right now. But you can't see the give a risk patch because you're not wearing the remembrance go patch. Would it be safe to assume that the person wearing the traveler's pin is the same person wearing the remembrance go patch? Or is this like a 
gotcha moment. It would be safe to assume. Okay. Who is closest to me right now? Like, is there anybody that I could, like, kind of, like, hail over or... Yeah, so, um, I'm gonna say Finn, you and the Ryans are, you know those, like, little, like, tent-like ones that form, like, just a single row? I'm gonna say you and the Ryans are on the last one slash the one toward the top, so if you want to put Finn there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then Lim and Kokia mm -hmm. in the same row of, like, kind of tent-like buildings. You're the middle one. So you're, like, the one uh, before Finn. Do you mean uh, Callie, you mean and, Callie Kokia? and Kokia? Callie and Kokia, yes, that's what I meant. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> right there? Yep, we're so Kokia, you were you're where our Callie is right now, so if you move Kokia to where Callie is perfect. Um and then Basil and Ferenz, I'm gonna say that like you're on the fence across from Lim. Ah, hi, sorry, I forgot my character's name for a second and did not respond. Sounds cool. I made a really good joke about my name earlier, and I was still thinking about that. Okay, I'm on the fence across from Lim. Yeah. Great. And so is I friend. throw up a peace sign, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so you are... I'll show you. You are here. And so is Ferenc. Oh, dope, dope. Okay, so... Okay, so everybody's kind of like... Could every... Can everybody see me right now? I'm going to say probably Finn can't see you. Um, I'm going to say that we'll pretend that you're on the other side. So, like, we'll say you're here. So you can see probably Kokia and and uh, Callie. But you can't, like, you can't quite see Finn. And you can kind of see Basil and Ferenc. Okay, let's see. Do I have... Um... Oh, wait. I have an excellent idea, um, because I basically just have to get that guy out of the house right now, right? To, like, just come say hi, like, regroup with us and everything, right? So who are you trying to get regroup? Like, everyone that's on the other side with you? Uh, no, the person who's in the the house, because I, I just want to make sure that everybody can kind of, like, see me as of right yeah. now. Um, but the, our current, like, our target or our undercover agent guy is in the house that I'm staring into right now, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, um, is the, um, actually, let's see. Where is my... Give me about one moment. Um, I would like to be, um, a little shenanigany, and I would like to cast Unseen Servant, and I would like to make my Unseen Servant run into the house take the pin, and, like, run back out to me, basically. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that happens, and, um, as you see that happen, you see the half-orc that you take it from, kind of, like, um, like, you can see him, like, his voice trailing off, make conversation, and he just goes, oh, excuse me, I think I feel a headache, come on, I'll, I'm coming on, I'll be right back. And, um, he does come outside to you, um, and so, 
coming outside, you see um, a half-orc man. Let me zoom in so people can see. Uh, oh, what a cutie. You see a half-orc man. He's got kind of like salt and pepper sort of hair. He's wearing a similar uniform to the others. But for him, instead of wearing like the silver or bluish like jacket, he's wearing like a black jacket instead. Um, he's got like dark brown eyes. His hair is like... I mean, fairly short, but enough for, like, you could, like, comb it, like, that sort of thing. Um, he appears mm -hmm. to be around Ferenza's age, so probably, like, 30s, 40s-ish. Um, and with him, he has a husky, um, like, yeah. a dark brown-colored husky, who is wearing um, a little vest indicating that he is a service dog. Um, so he, you know, quietly closes the door behind him um, and takes, like, gives you, like, a confused look. And just goes, Who are you? I'm gonna like pull aside my little robe and like hold out my traveler amulet and just say, A friend. You We're know, friends, you know, friends don't steal things from friends, right? Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. And I'm gonna take the pin back from my unseen servant and kind of like hand it over like I just needed to get your attention well you certainly did um and he takes the pin back and um puts it back on you know on his jacket and he just goes so did someone send you or why are you here mm. I've got what my exactly head eating exactly out by telling by the way, Lim, I've got my head peeking out while the Ryans are sort of looking. Um, is there any way that I could be like, is there a way that we can talk about this with the rest of my group? He just goes, yes, of course, and um, actually, right outside here is probably not the best place to talk. The uh, why don't we why don't we head to one of the um, storage tents and talk there? We're less likely to run into. Um, eavesdroppers there so he's gonna lead you to um he's yeah, actually gonna lead you to the one where Callie and Kokia is so you're oh, gonna no. go there oh uh, can I like wave over like and see if we can get Caleb and or I'm sorry Ferenz and Basil to come over yeah I'll say that um the Ryans are still helping Finn and um I would say that Lim waves you two over, and um, real quickly, um, the half-orc lets you in through the gate, so you're now all together. Let me move you over. There you go. Yeah, I, t I tell the Ryans, like, I'm like, thanks thanks for helping. I'm gonna I'm gonna go check in one of the other ones, because I'm having a tough time in here. I'll be, I'll be back. Yeah, no problem. We'll keep digging here. I know there's some nails in here somewhere, and they're, like, muttering to themselves mm. and, like, looking really hard. So you're all gathered in this, like, tent sort of structure. Um... Oh, and Lim, I forgot to show you. I have a surprise for you. I made an icon for Theodore. <gasps> what? Oh, that's not for me. That's for Basil. <laughs> I mean, for Basil. I'm confusing everyone tonight, but there you go. Theodore. <laughs> Treat for all of us, because oh, that's a very cute picture. Baby! Oh my gosh! It's a baby who's a full-grown man, but a baby! <laughs> that's baby. Who is still wearing the unicorn onesie, by the way. Oh, I love him! Oh my god. That's baby. 
Thank you, Avery. That was a nice present. It's beautiful. Um, so, th thank God for Pexels and Unsplash, because they have so many public domain images. Anyway, um, so you're not all gathered in this tent, and Oliver just kind of, like, looks around, kind of, like, assessing you. And as he's assessing you, his his gaze lands back on, like, the logbook. And he just goes, do I want to know why that's burnt? Not really. Okay. That seems like a, uh, something we should return to, but we have more pressing issues to address. Um, so who are you all? Sort of step up. I'm still in disguise. Uh, for those of you at home, I'm currently, uh, I currently look like a pale-skinned human, specifically, uh, I look like John Matheson, a.k.a. Paul, from the guy who didn't like musicals, if you've seen that. Uh, basically just a pale, uh, skinned human, same si same height as Finn. Uh, same general physique, maybe a little thinner, um, with short, well-trimmed, like dark blonde hair. Um, and I think I think the patch is now sort of like on the inside of like, like my lapel. I think I don't hold on. I forget what miner's clothes look like, but like basically in an out of the way place, and I show it to uh, the half orc, and I say, I give them the lowdown of like. We're looking for this recruiter. We want to join the guild. Um, and we, we, yeah, we have been sent here by, I don't remember who sent us. Yeah, you were sent by uh, Henry and Lizzie, who had, like, all the details <laughs> for this quest, because they're also in the guild. Um, yeah. yeah, so he just, like, assesses, like, nods and, like, understands what you're saying. And, like, as you show um, your patch, his patch becomes visible. Um, and he just goes, oh yes, I think I got, um, a letter saying back it was supposed to arrive, although I thought you were going to come a little sooner. Did you run into trouble? Trouble is an understatement. Yeah. We, uh... At that, he, like, gives you, like, a knowing, like, grin and just goes, let me guess, Taylor? <laughs> How did you know? Let's just say we both work for the guild, but in different ways, and, um, they, they are a friend of mine, but recently, with, you know, my cover and all, they've caused more headaches than help, which is kind of, I mean, I, I know it sounds a bit rude of me to say, but it is, it is true, which I'm sure you're aware of, uh, how chaotic they can be if you ran into them. Yeah. We don't even... What's your... What's your name? I'm Basil. Oh, I'm Oliver Osbeck. You can just call me Oliver. Okay, that works. I was just thought it was kind of weird that we didn't know your name yet. So. Yeah, well, I try... The whole purpose of the undercover thing is to keep the names on, like, a need-to-know basis. Um, but... You, you need to know, so I'm telling you. But also don't go around spreading it, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, yep. I What's your undercover I... name? Ooh. Yeah. Is it like a good one? Is it Brian? It doesn't matter if it's a good one, it's a better one to spread around. Yeah, Ooh. so my undercover talk name other people. is just um my undercover name really is just kinda simple. It's just it it is it is it does have Brian in it. My undercover name is actually um Stephen O'Brien. 
My okay. undercover name is Magnus Orion. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that, I mean that's kind of funny coincidence though. I mean we, I mean I got assigned my cover name. I didn't pick it, but it is it is right. a pretty solid last name, you know. So don't feel too bad about it. Well, it's it's yours is O'Brien and mine is Orion, so there's a slight difference. Oh my I gosh, guess. Orion! Did you meet? Did you run into the Ryans? Yeah, I panicked. Oh so my god, Ryan, Ryan, Orion, and Brian. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it has been it has been an ongoing joke. At first, it was funny, but now it's just a really weird coincidence that I don't know how to feel about it anymore. Um, wow, we really need to we really need to stop with the Brian and Ryan names around here. But anyway, um, the the Ryans are super sweet not not the smartest people ever, but very kind. So, um, once you don't go, you know telling them too much, I think you should be fine. So, I wouldn't worry about them too much. But the rest, everyone everyone else here, those are the ones you gotta worry about. You know, like, working on your disguise kits and pretending like you belong and stealthing around and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, so what do we... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, what was the undercover name again? I laughed so hard at it, I forgot <laughs> it, but now we need it for notes. It was, uh, Stephen O'Brien. Thank you. <laughs> I thought it was Stephen, but I was like... Which it's, is... It's, it's a, I think a it's probability a that they're named the same as our fairy come I was gonna say, we also have a Stephen. <laughs> Stephen with a PH. <laughs> so, okay, wait, so Stephen... Stefan is our Stefan is our our fairy camera, and then we have Steven is our undercover guy. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say the other way around, but yeah, I like that. They're just two different spellings. You were correct in that. There we go. Yeah, we. That's a lot of weird, weird, weird coincidences, which <laughs> I think is strangely. Fitting, considering one of the gods we're trying to help right now, because the traveler is really fun of like doing little like things like that. So it doesn't really surprise me that this is happening. But anyway, to brief you on the situation, um, so the recruiter and I were supposed to investigate the ice caves together, looking for signs of either demigods, corruption, or both. Um, the Raven Queen basically targets anyone she feels is a threat, and she either kills them. Corrupts them or both because extreme cases of corruption can lead to death. What's scary about her is she can actually corrupt other gods as well. So like not only are we trying to prevent demigods from becoming mortal, we're trying to prevent them from getting corrupted. Um, and with all the weird activity going on, we felt that that was a sign that there might be demigods or corruption here. Um, you probably noticed all the freaky bird stuff. Um, you know, with the ravens and, and the owls. So we were, we were planning to investigate the caves together. Uh, that being said, with my um, with my undercover undercover job of like pretending to be a captain in the Dracora um, guard, I can't just go at any time. Like I have to like do it when everyone else is sleeping. Uh, we had a plan to um, go together, but the recruiter is a very stubborn person and chose to go by themselves. Um, they have been missing. For a little over 24 hours now, I tried to look a little myself to no luck. It also didn't help that I wasn't able to look long with me having to maintain my cover. And also, I do need some sleep. Um, obviously, I didn't sleep well knowing my fellow guild member and friend was missing. But I did like to get at least a couple hours. 
Um, so I really just need your help to look for them because I can't leave my post for super long. Uh, that being said, I can help you look a little and tell you, like, um, which caves, like, I saw tracks in and that sort of thing, but I'm not going to be able to help you the whole time to look for them. That's fine. If you could, right. yeah, no, if you could point us in the right direction, we will absolutely go look for your, uh, your, the recruiter. I found you, didn't I? Okay, well, you stole from me and then lured me out, so it's more like... Considering that you it was stole the... from them, Lim. Come on, I gave it back. They, they I did... mean, they have yeah. to find Still. you to take. Oh, I count that as a win, Lim. I suppose that's well, fair. technically, I didn't do it. Well, well sorry, gonna, sorry. Like, high five, my little unseen servant, and I'm gonna be like, they did it. Sorry, Stephen, for the inconvenience <laughs> because of my fellow party member here. Wasn't that bad? If like, Lim I, gave I... it back, it's just borrowing. As you talk, Steven, like, the fairy camera Steven, prints out a picture of Lim telling the Unseen Servant to steal a pin. <laughs> Expose. Paddle tail. <laughs> Expose. And then there's also a picture of uh, Jack Frost, who is the service dog. Um, His name is Jack Frost. Yep, that's the so service cute. dog's name. <laughs> And that's Steven's contributions, the, the fairy camera Steven, that's his contributions to, to uh, these events. <laughs> Love that. Contribution 10 out of 10. So, okay. the tricky part about Recruiter is uh, they're one of the most important positions um, in the guild because, you know, we can only keep demigods alive like if there's someone to believe in them, and we need, and we need people alive to believe in them, and like you know all that sort of thing. So like they're, they're they're very important, and because of that, there's a lot of safeguards. So, um, recruiters only fellow recruiters know what they really look like. Recruiters always use a disguise, whether it's through their patch or some other means. So I don't know what the recruiter this recruiter's true form is. Um, the last time I spoke with a the recruiter, their disguise was like a calico tabaxi. Um, I also don't know their real name, only fellow recruiters know their true name, but the last time I spoke to them, they were going by the name Sunset. Um, and I, and they, no matter the disguise, they told me that they use they, them pronouns, so that at least that's consistent. Um, I could show you which cave um, it looked like based on tracks and stuff that I thought they went into, but other than that, I haven't seen much of them since um, or, or talking to them a while ago. That sounds good. What's what exactly is your like job here, ostensibly? Like the undercover one or the remembrance guild? One? Undercover. So the undercover one, we are. So my job for the so what I'm pretending to do is as a captain of the guard here, we are trying to um, stop the illegal mining. And we're trying to assess the impact of the legal mining and see if we if we should allow it to continue or if we should stop it because, as you likely read in the paper, the mining has um, upset some of the local lilies, such as the saber-toothed tigers and the dire wolves, and we obviously don't want to put them in a rough position because they are a precious natural resource. Um, so we're kind of here to guard and both assess. The goal is kind of to... Um, maintain status quo, kind of do a study to see the effects of the legal mining while prosecuting people for the illegal mining and then help keep everyone, both uh, humanoid and animal safe. Um, based off the, some of the studies we've done so far, 
it is likely that we will going to be stopping mining in this whole area, which probably isn't going to go over well because mining has been a big source of money um, in this region. But we need to do what's best for the environment, you know? Makes sense. Well, where should we get started? So, um, based on my own little snoopings around, um, the recruiter, it seems like they went in each um, each cave a little bit, although the tracks seem to go furthest in the middle cave. Um, unfortunately, the middle cave is also the most dangerous one right now. Uh, that is one where we had issues with uh, collapse and wild animal encounters. Um, but there's no avoiding it because I, I have a feeling that they're probably deep in the middle cave. You could, you could check the other caves if you wanted to, but I found um, tabaxi tra tracks that went in quite a ways. Um, the tracks did get cut off. I don't know if, um, you know, maybe the snow got, you know, pushed around or something. But they either way, I lost the tracks about halfway uh, into the depths of the cave. So I don't know where they went from there. But I have a feeling they're in the middle one. So it's really up to you if you want me to lead you a little bit into the middle one. Or if you want to go into one of the side ones. Well, if if the tracks go into the middle one, that seems to be the best place to start. And it seems like, I mean, you want to if somebody goes missing, you want to find them as soon as possible. So, middle of of like from what side? Because there's four caves. Oh, I'm zoomed in. So the middle one that I was zoomed in, so I thought it was three. Hold on. So the middle one in this case, I'm gonna say is the second one. Okay. Yeah, I'll even put him um, there. Okay. I was gonna say, I was wondering if... I mean, not that I... I mean, not that I don't believe him, but... You gonna vibe check? Should... <laughs> Insight well, check? I was gonna... Um... I was gonna use, like, my... My little traveler question today. Or my friend question, sorry. <laughs> well, I think I think most people have guessed that it was probably the traveler yeah. you're talking to. <laughs> my friend of indeterminate name. You're like cough, cough. Definitely not the traveler. Cough, cough. Definitely not. I like totally. said that, and then everybody like looked at Lim for a second, and then it was like, I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was what was your question? I was just gonna. I mean, because we probably have to wrap up soon anyway. But I was just gonna be like asking if going down that cave would be the fastest way to get to the person we're trying to rescue. Yeah, so, like, usually you ask that question in your head so no one else hears the answer. Um, right. And it's kind of unsettling because the child was pretty good about sounding professional and, like, really on their game when they talk to you, but when they first answer you, they, like, kind of, like, cough mid-sentence on accident, and they go, yes, <laughs> that is the fastest, uh, most dangerous though and then they cough again and and then you can feel that they're gone like not not like dead but like they're not gonna be able to answer anymore that is concerning well and i'm gonna like hoist my bag up over my shoulders a little bit heavier like a little bit higher up not I'm flexy making jokes about the traveler smoking. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> we're like we're inventing all these like really like bad reasons for why they're coughing and meanwhile Flux is just like, oh you know. Uh uh I think Basil kinda cuts in and is like, I think I think I should uh go first when we head into the caves, because I'm pretty good with animals. Not with that too. I second that notion. Perfect. Um put me in the middle. Around the people with more hit points. Yeah, so you are going in the middle cave, so let me switch the image real quick. New image! Secret tunnel! Secret tunnel! Oh. Secret tunnel. Hey, before we left, could I yes. have asked about the, uh, could I have asked our friend about my picture? Oh yeah, that's the most important question. I can't believe I almost forgot about that plot point. So, um... He's obviously kind of confused why you're handing him a photo, but he just goes, sure, let me take a look, and, like, you can- his, like, voice, like, he cuts himself off mid-sentence, uh, as he looks at this photo, and he just goes, where did you- where did you get this? That's... that's not really important right now. Just need to know what you know about the two people in the picture. I would actually argue that it's really important because you see her and he points to the half-orc woman in the photo. That's my daughter. Can I... Okay. Hmm. Oh. Can I... Uh, pull him aside from the rest of the party? Yeah, go for it. Dad to dad communication. Uh, I would like to uh I would like to say to him it's very important that I find the person that she's with. I, we, I, we both want to find them. And to be honest, um, I mean, obviously I care about my daughter, right? But, you know, I want to find, uh, I want to find her too. And he, and he points to Byron and he just goes, um, uh, I've only met her a couple of times, but I know they're good friends. So I, you know, I want to help you find both of them. Um, sadly, that's. That's been difficult uh, for me because I've I've been trying, you know, in between in between jobs and in between all the other things I have going on. I've been trying my hardest to find not just my daughter but both of them. But um, this is hard for me to admit, but they've been they've been missing for three months, and I haven't found a single clue yet. The, your, this photo you brought me is the only clue I've ever seen about what is going on with them, like, where they might be. Alright. I...
I'm going to keep looking. Um, but in case I don't, in case uh, you see the both of them first, uh, can you tell Byron that I'm sorry I didn't make it in time? She'll know what it means. I will, uh, Oliver, um, assures you, and he just kind of goes and kind of to ask you a favor in turn. If you find them first, um, can you, can you tell Audie that, um, and Audie's the name of his daughter, can you tell her that it may not seem like it, but I've always been proud of her. course you've got yourself a deal with oh god they're already walking towards the uh my name is friends and they're walking towards the cave already yeah wait wait up wait up (laughs) i'll be there up we'll talk about this when i come back more agreed um oliver says and he gives you just like one last wave um and the photo like one last uh, sad look as um, you leave to join the rest of the group. All right. Yeah, following uh, following Basil's lead. We're going to the cave. Going into the, the cave. So kindergarten um, line is going. So as you can see from the photo, this cave is like really it. When they say ice cave, they mean ice cave. Like, there's the ceiling's ice, the walls are ice. Like, there's flow, like, frozen flow, like a wave to, like, um, both the ceiling and the walls. And there's a mixture of snow and ice on the ground as you, like, trudge through this cave. And, um, you see, you see a mix of footprints. Like, you see some, um, what, what are clearly tabaxi footprints. You see, unfortunately, a few bird footprints. Um, and as you walk further and further, you see more concerning things. You see black feathers. Um, you see little spots of red. Little spots of black. Um, and just as you reach where the footprints end, which is roughly where um, rough, where they end, they, may, they end like halfway into the cave, so like it is kind of dim light right now. Um, roughly just where the tabaxi footprints end, um, you realize you're not alone. And from, like, a dark, uh, kind of, like, offset corner of the cave, you hear a low growl, like, a guttural growl, and then crawling towards you is, in fact, a saber-toothed tiger. It's an arctic saber-toothed tiger. It is... You know, white and black, um, big, large, scary teeth. This saber-toothed tiger is, um, you don't know what it is standing, because it's, like, kind of crouching, like, looking ready to pounce, but at crouching height, it is close to reaching Ferenz's waist. Um, and for understand, Ferenz is fairly tall, so that's pretty big. Um, and it hasn't attacked yet, but it's growling at all of you. 
And, um, Basil, you said you were good with animals, right? Yes. Can you make a, <laughs> yes. could you make a perception check before you choose to do something? Yes. <laughs> oh, my rolls are so shit. Oh, okay. In that case, Basil, this is definitely a normal animal. You should try to talk to it. Seems legit. And if I could interject, I've got proficiency in animal handling, if that would help. I also have proficiency in animal handling. Uh, I, ha I have it, but I have a low proficiency because I am not very wise. So I can give somebody advantage. So, um... Why don't you roll animal handling with advantage and see what happens, Basil? Okay. Just roll one more time. Yeah. Oh. Alright. Yeah, so what what are you saying? What are you saying to the saber tooth tiger, Basil? I think I like crouch so that I am a little bit below like eye level and I'm just like listen. We know all these people coming in and out of your caves. It's not great. It's not great. I'm gonna I'll be the one to admit. Uh we're working on that though. We're actively working on it. I promise, buddy. I promise. Uh, but, uh, there was someone who came in here, uh, kind of like, kind of like you, Tabaxi, you know, like a, like a cat person. Um, we do need to contact them, and then we will immediately leave your cave as soon as we get them. You know? So... Just be, it would be wonderful. Basil, it takes you a little bit to notice, because at first you were really convinced this was just a normal saber to tiger. But the more you speak to the tiger, you realize something's off with it. Like not just like it's not just pissed, but like there's something off with it. And um, just as you ask your last question and kind of like make eye contact, you notice that the saber tooth tiger's eyes are black, and um, it does have um, it does have a few like scars, and from those scars, black feathers are spilling out. Oh. Uh... So it but looks we're like going to um, die. Yeah, so it Bloody. looks like uh the Serdu Tiger has been corrupted by uh the Raven Queen or one of her siblings. Uh I slowly start to back up. And as you back and... up, um the growling grows louder and you now have a second friend and there's a second corrupted Sabertooth Tiger. Lim, Lim. I can't help from over here. They have to be within five feet, and I'm not getting within five feet of a saber-toothed tiger corrupted or not. <laughs> Hear me Luna's out. Just Hear been, me like, out. Progressively getting like more and more antsy and worked up since all of this Raven Queen stuff has been happening, and so at this, Lim is just like borderline losing it. Uh, I think I like am speaking in a low tone and moving. I've stopped moving at this point. I'm just staying where I'm at. I am, but I'm trying not to spook them, but I'm like, Lim, I need you to very slowly come over here, please. Oh, you can do this. Yeah, no, You're... no. There's... What, what's the worst that could happen, you know? If one of <laughs> them one. comes Get for mauled. you, I will launch in front of it. Thanks, guys. I promise. But you, you have to the forest was. I'm you guys gonna... talked at the same time. I didn't hear anything. Oh. 
Stormy and Alicia, what'd you say? I was saying, uh, Finn just says, I've got your back. Okay, cool. And Callie says, "What you asked what the worst was, that's the worst. Yep. And I'm like, great, thanks guys. So yeah, I guess I'll just, I'll walk up real slow, like really slow, right next to, uh, up next to where Basil is. And I am full on trying to Steve Irwin this right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Lynn, you're trying to, like, um, undo the corruption, like, back on the train? At this point, I'm not sure if that's a good idea, because that, that almost, trying to do that twice might kill me. Mm. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, uh, So, I'm not sure if I want, if we want to risk that, or if we should just try to kill them. Because at least, as, if they get any closer to me, at least we won't have to worry about the corruption possibly infecting any of us. But... Well, we, if we do kill them non-lethally, because there is a pretty hefty fine for killing Sabertooth's oh, tiger, corrupted good, or not. That's a good point. Thank you, Delusia, for pointing out that we shouldn't kill them. <laughs> do I, I have any about sleep that. potions? I have a filter of love, somehow, in my... In my <laughs> I'm not sure where that love potion. Oh, Finn, important question for you. Where did you put your cards? They are in a pocket of my bag, separate from the pocket with everything else. <laughs> no, I'm thinking like there's like a big pocket where like everything goes in okay, this. Okay, like, but you're carrying your bag right now, right? Yes. Finn, your bag starts to feel warm. What the fuck? I look in it. Uh, one of the cards is glowing soft purple right now. How I gotta decide is, is Finn impulsive or not. Um, I pull out one of the cards. I pull out the one that's glowing. So the one that's glowing is the Wheel of Fortune one. Uh, I don't know what to do with... So, um, remember how I said the back of it had like a, like a starry night sky pattern? Yeah. Um, as you look at the back of it, like a constellation forms, and that constellation um, looks like a person throwing the card at the tigers. <laughs> uh, I fucking Yu-Gi-Oh throw the card. Want to do? Want to do an athletics check for me? Can no. I? Um. Oh wait. I, just, I only have one no, spell slot left. Don't I? I have... I have disadvantage on these because of my arthritis, and I have a minus one. Um, wait, hold on. Um, could I combine it with Eldritch Blast? Like, well, could I? Was I gonna say, could my unseen servant help? Oh, that would work. You want to hand it over to my little unseen servant guy and have them run it over? Yeah, I look so at I look at run. I look at Lim and I go, I'm really bad at throwing. Uh, you got something that can throw this? Cause I can't see the unseen servant. <laughs> I pat the empty space next to me and I go, Oh, I got something. I hand the card to the empty space, a little confused, but I trust Lim, so I hand the card over. <laughs> I kind of like lean forward and like put my hands up around my mouth, 
and I'm like, like, like I'm whispering something to the unseen servant. Uh, and I'm just going to tell it, because I guess as an action, I just get to tell it, um, because he just hangs around until he gets destroyed, basically. Um, but hold on, let me find the thing for it. I gotta find the description. Where's the description? Um, yeah, I can move it up to 15 feet. So are these, are these tigers within 15 feet? Oh, of yeah, they, they're, they're close to you and ready to pounce. Okay, cool. Yeah, so if you just hold it out, the Unseen Servant will take it from you and just mm. go run forward with it. Do I- wait, should I tell him to go a special direction? Like, what am my- what am I telling my Unseen Servant? Throw the card. Throw the card at the, uh, tigers. Well, he can just carry it, but... Yeah, so... tigers? Okay, here we go! Yeah. So, and um... Unseen Servant's gonna, like, scamper forward. Your helpful little Unseen Servant, um... He deserves a name. We'll call him Alfred. Alfred is pretty spunky, and instead of just throwing the card at the tigers, he walks up to them and slaps them both with it. <laughs> he slaps them in the face with the card. Stop! Stop it! And as he slaps them with the card, they both fall asleep, and the constellation that was on the back of the card of someone throwing the card at the tigers changes to a timer, and you currently have a one-hour timer. So it seems like they will be asleep for an hour, and then they will wake back up. Okay. And that, unfortunately, my friends, <laughs> is where we're going to end tonight's session. Okay. Hectic. We have one man. hour. We have an hour <laughs> to find this person. Cliffhanger. Gotta love it. Yep, so like our... Um, Lots of comments. Our next session will actually be um, September 1st. Um, like I mentioned earlier, we're probably going to change the time, but I'll send you the info on that on Discord. And as we know, the time change, I'll update it on stream. Thank you for tuning in to this super hectic um, D&D podcast. And I hope you all have a wonderful night. Anyone else have anything to say? Oh, I just noticed Kevin just- I don't know what part he said this, but Kevin just said oof in chat, and I feel that <laughs> on a spiritual level. Like, the first- either the first or the second tiger showed up was when the oh, yeah. oof showed up, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, yikes, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, jinkies. Jinkies, man. <laughs> Jeepers. So anyway, remember to follow us on Twitter at MWM. I just realized there's a typer- typo in my uh overlay so that's great but it's mwm underscore pod not mmw sorry for the typo um don't forget about our link tree which is linked to our twitter and thank you again for watching following subscribing you know anyone that showed up we love you all and good night stream night, night, night. 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 night.